Mario, you may be seated, by the way. Um, before we read Ephesians 6, I think I would like to introduce Mario, Brother Mario from, uh, from Haines Street, Belize City Christian Fellowship. It's an honor to have him here this morning. And when I think of Mario, I think about one verse. Uh, it's in, uh, it's in uh, 1 Peter 3.15 where it talks about always being prepared to give an answer of the hope that lies within us. So sometimes Mario would have to have... A, sermon ready or devotional ready impromptu and he, he's done a lot of that in Belize and I thought of that verse this morning as I thought of that, Brother Mario so uh, it's good to have him here and many other uh, former workers in Belize I see are here today and um, Mario's some of his children are here in the back his son-in-law from Abbeville from the Shiloh congregation is here as well so it's good to have everybody here today um, I think for the fellowship meal they would like to leave for South Carolina. They decided I'd like them to stay for the day, so he, did, he consented to preach, and then uh, they would like to leave soon afterwards today. So I think if, if you're okay with that, we'll have the Mario's and their family and maybe some of the former workers that would, or friends of Mario's uh, be dismissed first for the fellowship meal, and then uh, they can maybe leave a little sooner that way. All right, Ephesians 6:24 Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil God bless you as you yeah, preach thank you. Oh, right. <clears throat> Well first of all good morning children of God and we greet you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and our soon coming King. Are we looking forward for his return? It's a question, and another question could be, are we ready for his return? Like myself, I believe you are. Maybe there are many things yet we have to make right. You know, before he comes. And if we do, let's do them today. We have no assurance of tomorrow. Because life, as the Bible says, is very uncertain. I could be here now and gone tomorrow or even this afternoon. <clears throat> so, we surely um, are grateful that God is always near and merciful and ready to listen to our cry. He's never too busy. He's here Today, he's here right now. He's in Belize, where the word has been preached, I believe, around this time. And everywhere, he is there. And as I was sitting there, I was really blessed, you know, by the songs. And I want to say, like Jacob, the Lord is here. Remember his story when he woke up the morning? 
you know, the dream or the vision he had, you know, he said, the Lord was here. And I want to say this morning, friends, that the Lord is in the house. You know, God is present here. I could feel his presence. And if we don't have the faith to believe it, the Bible do say that where his children are gathered, two or three, that he will be in the midst. So I want you to see Jesus today. Don't focus on me. Don't focus on anything else. But see the Lord today, you know, in faith. Have him to touch your life today. Ask him to change what we need to change in our life. You know, we are people. And sometimes we do make mistakes. But our Father is so merciful. And by saying that now, God is good. God is good. All the time. God is good. If he wasn't good, you and I wouldn't be here this morning in his house. And we could talk about his goodness for the rest of the sermon today. But I always would remember or think today, and we could say the same thing, you know, from a rebel to a son. He makes us his son. From condemnation to eternal life. From the slavery of sin to freedom in the spirit today. And I, we could go on of, and to speak of the goodness of God. Well, beloved, um, as was said already, you know that, um, well, let me say it this way, that I'm happy to be here to worship the Lord with you this morning, quite a little different from our setting. You know, our congregation is much smaller, maybe less than a third of what I saw here, what I'm seeing here this morning. And, um, yeah, it's, I must say, it, I don't used to the crowd. Now, I might be... I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, we speak a little bit different in Belize. Um, our language, our um, language, we speak English, but um, maybe the accent might give you some problem. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Do you? Let me see by the raise of a hand. Well, praise the Lord, you are understanding my language today. <laughs> you know, yes, um, we are up here and. I have always longed to be up here. Um, I heard, well, I know a lot of our friends live up here. Um, even forget the name of your place right here, but um, Lancaster, if I pronounce it correct. And I must say it how it happened that the opportunity came up and we couldn't say no to it. So hence is the reason why, you know, we're here this morning. 
And um, as Brother Andy have said, um, it's myself, my wife, Minerva, right there in, in second row. And um, my daughter, Rhoda, um, I don't see her, but um, her husband, Kevin Beachy, you know, and um, a pastor of the church there of Silo, of, yeah, I think I pronounced that correct. And my two grandsons, I hope they're here this morning, Kevin, Cody and Carter, and my granddaughter, Celine. You know, we are here this morning. You know, and I want to say that we are enjoying it. Um, I feel welcome. I felt the, your, your spirit. I mean, to me, we have made contact because we are of the same family. We are serving the same God. You know, wherever we go, the same Lord, the same Father, you know, over us all. We are one this morning in the Lord, you know, in spite of our culture and our color, you know, and who we are or what we speak. This is the miracle that God does in our lives. You know, he makes us one. And we are all on the same level. We are not up here as ministers or bishop. We are on the same level, you know, in the sight of of God. Um, I also want to say, add a little bit to what Brother Andy has said, that um, um, his parents, Brother Alvin and Sister Linny, you know, um, served in Belize for a period of years. How long were you in Belize, Brother Alvin? Um, two years? Three years? Three years. You know, and we worked together, we shared the pulpit, and um, he was by my side all the time, as I was by his side all the time. We have good times together, you know, and um, there are also other missionaries here this morning, um, like Kevin Beachy, my son-in-law, and um, Tim Peter Shine said he'll be here this morning, I can't see him from here. Oh yeah, he's to the back. You know, he and his wife, Diane, and their children, Micah. You know, we visit them since we were up here. And um, they were all former missionaries, you know, serving in Belize. You know, in spite of our climate, you know, Belize is a hot country. You know, and I often discuss in our home, you know, um, you know how could they... First of all, make a sacrifice, you know, to leave a country like this, you know, to, you know, to um, be with us in Belize. <clears throat> in Belize, um, we don't have central air. Maybe I'm taking too much of my time, but please forgive me. You know, we don't have central air, you know, so um, it's hot day and night for us. I would always think, you know, how could they rest in the night? You know, but I understand that they refuse. They prefer be like a Belizean, like Paul said, while I'm in Rome, I'm like the Romans. Wherever he go, he wants to be like them. And we surely have appreciated that. 
So um, to all those that have served in Belize, we want to thank you again. I know probably you are here. Um, oh, Brother Floyd, right here, um, and his wife, you know, we have, they have served in Belize for a time, too. And um, <clears throat> were you there, Brother Floyd, um, when we were converted? Would you, was it your time? <clears throat> My dad, <laughs> yes, yes. I've known Brother Floyd for a long, for a long time. You know, his children when they were just little thought, and now um, I have to look up. You know, now to them. You know, um, but yes, <clears throat> they live in Belize. You know, for some years. <clears throat> so, before I go into the sermon this morning, or I just want to just look a little bit on David's life. I appreciate what the brother have shared about David. And we all appreciate David today, hence the reason why his life, why we have the Psalms to read today that we all like to read, you know, for comfort when we need it. You know, when we go through the valley of death, Suffering, you know, loneliness, you know, most of the time, you know, we go to the words of David, you know, to the word of, you know, to his word. And um, David, in short, this morning, I try to put that in a nutshell, that he was, he was a God-fearing young man. He was very courageous. You know, he was very bold, you know, to face a lion and a bear. You know, I believe many of us would have what? Would you be that brave this morning? I think many of us would have run or do something. But he stood up and he slew. The lion and the bear. You could read his story in, in Second or First Samuel. Um, <clears throat> God has used him tremendously, you know, as you know, as a young man. I mean, I, I admired him, and if I would live, could live my life over, there would be. I would surely live it different than than how we were, how I was when I was young. And maybe you too would say the same thing. But David, from a young man, and I want to challenge us this morning, or you young men this morning that are here, you know, love the Lord. Be strong, you know. Be courageous. Be bold. Stand up, you know, for your faith. Stand up for your God today. And we talk about that a little bit later. But God wants you young men to be strong. God-fearing. And if you are that way, and sisters, you know, God will use your life. Because that's what he's searching for. You know, strong people that believe and love him. <clears throat> yes, God had... A great work for David, you know, to do. If you know that story, his people were 
in fear. You know, they have um, a great warrior, you know, that they were facing, you know, Goliath. <clears throat> and all of the people were in fear, like some of us today. You know, sometimes we are living in fear. We fear to take up the cross of Jesus Christ. We are fearful to stand in the front line to testify, to talk about Jesus, to talk about our faith in some way or the other. We are fearful in my own personal life and probably you could agree with me. But David, as we say already, was very bold and courageous. And God had used him mightily to do great things. But before God could have used him, God had tested him. See how much confidence he had in God. And um, as we said already, David, I believe, this was all happening in his private life. You know, that day, slay the lion and the bear that was attacking his flocks. <clears throat> and after God saw his boldness, after God saw that David trusted him, God gave him a greater task to do. And as you know that story this morning, the task he called David to do now is to slay Goliath, the enemy of his people. You know, spiritually this morning, friends, before God can use us today, We need to slay in our private life our lions and our bears that might be eating our spirituality, that might be hindering us. <clears throat> and when we do that, when you slay, when we slay our lion and our bear, God will give you the greater task to do. But before, we have to slay our bears in our life. <clears throat> or I could say this way. Before I can say to you, you need to change this. I need, probably, I need to do the change first in my life before I can tell you you need to do different. Slay your lion first in your life. And God will give you greater tasks to do for him. <clears throat> and with that said, you know, let's open our Bible this morning for a short word of encouragement. You know, to, the, to you this morning. Um, 
it is found here in Ephesians chapter 6. You know, I had a, you know sometimes as ministers, um, sometimes we, we have to wrestle with the devil because he doesn't like when we, you know, when we expose him. Whenever we want to preach against him, he doesn't like that. And sometimes you, you have a rustle in yourself, you know, you know to, um, to settle in yourself that I still will go ahead with what the Spirit of God would want us to share, you know, to our congregation. I don't know if you go through that struggle. But sometimes that's my experience <clears throat> whenever you're talking about him. But in our text this morning, you know, Paul says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me find it so that I could read it clear. Ephesians chapter 6. <clears throat> I read it over. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on. Listen, look at this word. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. <clears throat> now God gave us the armor of protection. He didn't put it on on us. You need to put it on. If you want victory this morning, if we want to defeat the devil or enemy, we must put on the armor of God. As the other verses will tell us what is the armor of God. But in short, the power of God. Put on the power of God and you will be able to resist the temptation and the slyness, you know, of the devil. Because I believe as believers this morning that you believe that we are in a spiritual battle. <clears throat> we have an enemy. That, as Peter said, like a roaring lion or a hungry lion seeking God's people whom he could devour. So if you are God's people, I just want to remind ourselves again this morning that let us not sleep because we have an enemy. You have an enemy. And our enemy are not flesh and blood. We are not to put it on to to resist each other or to fight against each other. We do not fight against fresh and blood or we do not fight or quarrel amongst ourselves. Well, I know sometimes we quarrel, sometimes we disagree. Let's ad accept the fact of that. 
But for the child of God, we make our things right. I know I fail. But the Spirit of God, don't leave us, don't give us rest until we would go and make our rights or our wrong right. <clears throat> As I was saying, or as I said, to remind us this morning as children of God that let us not sleep. We should always, you know, be alert. Temptation. The way the devil attacked us. And so Paul said, you know, encourage the church there at Ephesus. Be strong. God doesn't want us to be weak Christian this morning. And sometimes that's how we pray to God. God, you know I am weak. God, you know I'm a human. God, you know I fail. And we, make, and we cover under that our old nature. But I want to tell us this morning, friends, if the nature of God is in us, we should never repeat that I'm weak. Yes, of course, I need God in my life. And I'm saying, I know I fall many times, like all of us here this morning. But I have a new nature now. The nature of God is in us as the people of God. Claim your strength. Claim your identity. Resist the devil, the Bible tells us. Draw an eye to God. And the Bible says when we are close to God, you know, we can resist him with the power or resist him in the name of Jesus. Don't let him <clears throat> knock you down off your feet. And if he even knock you down off your feet, stand up. The Bible says that a righteous man will fall seven times, but he will rise again. And I have been knocked down different times but didn't stay down didn't get a knockout punched like what Tyson does in his lifetime we rise again and you can rise again friends this morning if you feel you're on your back if you feel you have failed God I want to encourage you To rise, to get up, and serve your God. <clears throat> you know, the Bible says that what, that's how a godly person will behave. <clears throat> so, church of God, you know, let us move on as we sing from time to time. You know, to move on. <clears throat> Rise up. You know, in these times we need to come closer to God. And as we said already, the devil is very sly. There are so many things out there that he could have us sin our soul. You know, we were in New York City yesterday and I'm at the Times Square. And whoa, I was so 
shop, you know, um, in the evening time, you know, if you would pass there, you know how the people, you know how they, like the women were partially naked, I would say. Men and women. You know, um, as I said, it was, it was really a shock to me. In public, amongst children, young people, and for some reason, sin, you have to be strong in, law, in the Lord to resist from keeping your eyes, you know, from evil. <clears throat> you can't avoid seeing it, but you could, we could avoid staring it or looking at it on the second time or the third time. And young men... That's your challenge today. As I said, maybe sometimes we can't avoid the first look. But to like it, to stare it, you become guilty before God. And I found that even as a struggle as older people here today, and not only in New York, but Belize is the same. The devil is in Belize. And you could ask Brother Alvin and Brother Floyd and those that serve in Belize, you know, especially where the mission house is. To me, it's right where the seat of devil is. The devil is like how Revelation was stated. There were sin all around the compound where they live, where they serve God. All was lone gambling. But Alvin could have looked like right through his window and see them down there gambling for money. Obscene language. And of late, or not of late, but sometimes they are fight, they are gunshot. You know, you will hear, you could hear bullets. In fact, there were one time in church. We're having service when pipe, 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 pipe. You know, bullets rang out. But there is where God wants us. They endure it. God has protected them. And as a church, we pray for the missionaries' protection in that area. So God is good. Very good to all of us here this morning, as we said earlier. <clears throat> but going to what I have said just now, um, that I want to speak to us also as all of men here this morning. <clears throat> I'm 71. Some people say I don't look like that. Well, I thank you for that compliment, but I'm 71. And I thought, I used to think, when I was a younger Christian, that when you become old, that the devil will give you a rest. I used to think that he wouldn't be interested in us again as old people. Maybe he would respect us because we have already have our tickets for heaven. 
maybe one foot in heaven already. I don't know how far away is that, but sometimes we would think when we see godly old people, and I would always think that about Sister Nancy Koblenz, if you would know her, that in my young time or age, I thought that they have no temptation. I used to think that they are safe. You know, the devil, they are, are an exception. Exception. I mean, um, what is the word? Um, the devil is not interested again. And sometimes we preachers, we preach a lot to young people. And we forget ourselves as old people. Now, I'm not old. If you want to call yourself old, that's okay. But I'm not calling myself old. The devil does attack old people. I find that in my own personal life. Not because we are ministers of God's word. Not because we, we spread word. Not because maybe we soon die. Or we already have our ticket for heaven. He does not give up on us. Would you agree with me? We still have to be on guard. As old as we may be here this morning. You are still on his list. Especially if you are near to God. He will fight to the last. So we still have to read our Bible. I'm saying we still have to trust God. You know, we still have to serve Him. And be strong. Be strong in the power of His might. Be strong in faith. I can't lose my faith. You know, because the Bible says in Hebrews that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we have to continue to believe God, you know, to trust God, to have, to have faith in Him. <clears throat> we can't, you know... The Bible says we will not be able to please God. We could have been doing a lot of good things today. But if we don't trust God, the Bible says that um, we will, we, you know, we can, we will never, our life will never be pleasing to him. We must have faith. And we don't have time to go through the old patriots of how they believe God. Sometimes we would say, wow, I wish if I could have that faith like Moses did when they were by, when they were cornered. You know, when there were no way to turn. You know, God just told him to stretch that rod and the waters will be parted. You know, would you do that? <clears throat> and Moses did it and the water parted. Sometimes we say within ourselves, I wish if I were like Moses or Abraham that just went as God spoke to him, don't know where he was going, but he moved 
at the voice of God? Do we move at the voice of God? And maybe God wants us to do simple things today. Maybe just to go to our neighbor and testify to them, not down the street, to your closest neighbor. But we find some excuse. We try to reach out farther. And that's why I read David's story this morning. He took care of the things that was right at home first. He took care of his danger. He took care of his sheep. Um, he protected them by slaying the bear and the lion. He took care of his own problem first. <clears throat> so friends, is it time? I'm Okay, yeah, I guess we could go on and on. But to just to finish off here, in Timothy, you know, the Paul says, um, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And now I'm ready. I admire that, friends, that Paul finished well his race. And that's how I want to finish myself. I want to finish my race well. Good. Pleasing to God. And I believe that all of us want to finish well. Because we want to hear that wonderful and beautiful words from our Lord. Well done. My faithful servant, enter into the joy of my glory. Done to hear him say and look to you and say, Depart from me. I don't know you. Into, depart into eternal damnation or fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. I don't want... To hear that being said to me. And so I encourage all of us this morning to, to, be, to be strong in the Lord. Let us not allow our enemy to get us weak and fall at every trials of our life. We fall. We fall to every temptation. God wants us to be strong in faith. Strong in courage. Be bold to him. Be courageous you know, to him. And he gave us the armor. If we clothe ourselves you know, with the power of God. And we definitely don't have time to explain every part of the armor. But let's put on the whole armor of God. Go all out for God. Be serious. For God. I'm telling you that this morning, friends. But this same message, you know, applied to me as I was going through it. So in closing, may God bless you. I'm happy to be here. And 
Uh, we, we request your prayers for us in Belize. You know, I don't know how many of you know Belize, but Belize is a beautiful country. We have beautiful people like up here, people that are kind and receptive, but they need God. Without God, we are nothing. But with Jesus, we have everything you need. May God be praised and blessed. Let us pray. Let us kneel for prayer. <clears throat>